Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. up wizards fans welcome to another believe in wizards podcast i'm matt moderna and me joined here by will clayton in a couple minutes if you're on wizards twitter you know will he's just a great follow and, and really knowledgeable wizards fans a lifelong sufferer like most of us so we're going to get into this wizards uh orlando magic game if you didn't watch it it was a 122 112 loss to magic which is a team that doesn't even really want to win so that's a little disappointing we'll get into that whole thing honestly we're recording this right after the game so i am currently too deep on my stateside vodka surfside hard iced tea and uh this podcast was brought to you by betonline.ag betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season everything from nfl playoffs to pro and college basketball ufc mma and more you'll find all the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at betonline with live betting options free contests and live scores for almost any game or sport imaginable betonline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Okay, let's get to my conversation with Will Clayton about this latest Magic game. Pleased to bring in my boy Will Clayton here. Will, I wish we were talking under better (laughs) better circumstances here, but the Wizards have just lost basically a debacle to the Orlando Magic. It was a 122 to 112 loss. They've lost six of their last seven, eight of the last 10, and they're three and a half games back of the 10th seed with 10 games left to play. Just where are you with this team? Maybe actually let's start with just this game in particular, and then we'll go macro from there. What did you see tonight from this team? I saw Wizards basketball, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've gotten accustomed to seeing. And I'll be honest, you know, I missed, I missed the first half and, you know, I probably had an opportunity if I was more tuned in in my normal fandom to have caught the full first half. But like, you know, I, I feel like at this point in the season, I'm I'm so checked out because, you know, like you just said, six of the last seven, eight of the last 10 are just losses. And, you know, for the very low bar of making the play in, they are just floundering and struggling to reach that. But tonight alone, it's just, you know, you get... <laughs> You get Brad having probably one of his worst outings in a long time. Uh, I, I can't remember if he ended with like four fifteen. You know, he fouled out. You know, he had some assist, like seven assists or six rebounds, I think. But you yeah, know, just a five, five rebounds, seven assists. So he tried to do other things, but the, yeah. yeah, like I mean, I think the most I saw from him was in the fourth quarter when he was kind of forcing and getting some foul shots after mm-hmm. he got into the bonus. Um, but really, other than that, I didn't. I didn't see much to like. Like, I I still can't square why Kendrick Nunn is getting minutes. I I don't know why he got minutes over Johnny Davis after Johnny Davis found some time in the rotation. And actually, you know, it's not like he's wowing us yet, but he played very well considering, you know, how things have been going for him so far. So I I was kind of hoping that that's where they would go with that. And, you know, I just, I can't make heads or tails of what they're doing. I know they didn't have Kuzma tonight, but. What what you just said at the end there is, I think, probably sums up where the whole fan base is. It's just sort of a lack of understanding of the direction. Like if we were all in on the joke or whatever, I guess it's not funny, so it's not a joke. But if we all kind of like got where they were going and it was wink, wink, well, we'll never tank, but people are banged up, wink, wink, and it's a soft tank. I think we could all get on board with that. But uh, And it almost seems like maybe that's what they're doing. You have Porzingis missing with a non-COVID illness, which unless it was like highly contagious, if you really wanted to make the playoffs, like I would be out there with the flu if it were me. Um, you have Kuzma's back out with an ankle thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, so maybe they're not trying that hard to make it here, but then you have Goodwin only gets nine, uh, 19 minutes. DeLon right. Wright only gets 16 minutes, which maybe DeLon's not in their long-term plans, but like in a game where their guards who aren't like, crazy scorers but Fultz had 17 Cole Anthony had 16 like 
they could have used a few more DeLon Wright minutes, in my opinion. I think Monte was decent offensively. He had 14 points, eight assists, but he got big boyed by Markel Fultz, like down yeah. the stretch of that game. Like that's that's DeLon Wright time, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just tough because like, I mean, like you just touched on, like if if your if your goal is to go all in and make even just the play in, you know, there's mm-hmm. better ways you can go about utilizing your personnel and doing that. And then if if you're going to be doing that, then what yeah, why are people sitting with like non-COVID illness? Um, you know, how bad Usma's looked pretty rough lately. So I'm inclined to believe his injury may be a little more serious than they're letting on. And he may have tried to play through it to make that push. And, you know, maybe there's a chance that, especially after a loss like this, you know, something in the building now is like, okay, you know, is is it time to kind of like, you know, hang up the season and do it? But like, I, I've never seen the Wizards do that. Like my expectation at this point, and even looking ahead at the schedule with what they have, you know, they have some good teams that they're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I bet they're just going to rattle off some wins. There's going to be something stupid where those teams are going to rest people for the playoffs. And we're going to have, you know, Denny will have his career high. Right. And we'll, we'll just be, you know, you know, great for me. But like, I, you know, it, it it's just going to be something like that is what I'm fully bracing for. And, uh, you know. We'll have like the Kendrick Nunn game. They'll put him in randomly and he'll go for like supernova right. for like 32 points in a game that we shouldn't win. And it's like, oh shit, you know, like, right. Uh, as of right now, they'd have, uh, they have the seventh best odds, uh, to, to win the lottery essentially. Uh, so it doesn't mean that they'll get the seventh pick necessarily, but it definitely looks pretty safe that they're going to keep this pick unless they can somehow make up four games, uh, with 10 left, which to your point, like they could definitely do it and it wouldn't shock me, but. I think they'll do just enough to kind of like shoot themselves in the foot from a draft position. Oh yeah. It just, why not ensure that that's not the case for once and do the right thing. Like Johnny Davis getting four minutes is wild. Like at least if you were going to say like, okay, we played the young guys and we still won because they played well. Like we could take that as a silver lining as a fan base, but you play the old guys, you win, you screw yourself. And it doesn't actually help you in the long run. Like, there's just no value added for that. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy to see Denny play well. Like, that's fine. He's a he's still one of the young guys. Play he and Corey Kispert should play 35 minutes a game the rest of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw someone I can't remember who, but someone tweeted that it was just like uh, you have the Wizards out here with their veterans playing, you know, completely dysfunctionally, and then you have the Magic who have their yep. young guys who are making young guy mistakes. Right, and it's like, you know. We the wizards, if they had, you know, made you know prudent decisions years in advance, could be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. But because they've sunk themselves and tied themselves to the ship of what they're doing right now, and they are dead set on seeing it through, they're they're in this weird, you know, limbo. And there's nowhere worse to be than you know, eleventh seed. Like if you're in the like it means you literally like you had to have been trying to make the play in and you just failed. And with the roster that we have right now, that is just wholly unacceptable. It just makes zero sense. Expensive, old, and bad. Like that, those that's the perfect storm of just mis like mismanagement, mis dysfunction, like I a lot of misses, a lot of disses, I, you know, all those kinds of words. Uh the magic don't want to win right now, like essentially. They're throwing their young guys out there. And if they lose, great. If they win a couple, like those are moral victories, whatever. We're two games better than a team that is all young dudes, a lot cheaper than us, and does not actively care if they are winning basketball games. That should be a red flag to whoever's actually calling the shots on the monumental sports program, whatever we're calling them. Like that that has to like be something you see. Like we all see it. How do they not see that? I mean, you know, it's Ted, it's Ted's network, so they get to <laughs> they get to say whatever you know he tells them to say. So I, I mean, I'm just assuming the the runner after this game is like you know tough loss yeah, with KP victories. putting up 30 yeah. points and you know strong outings from Danny and Corey tonight, but we just couldn't pull it again. You know, against a, a tough Magic team, it's just like this isn't a tough Magic team. They're lucky you know? and young. And- yeah, like you know, and uh, you know, I was joking that like you know, Tommy's gonna walk down to Ted's office, you know, saying, "Oh, we could have won this if we had Kuzma," yep. you know, and it's just like I, I don't know what what kind of justifications can he be selling Ted at this point? Like, there has to be some kind of in impending consequence. Like, who who is getting the blame? 
for this season at the end of it because I'm, I'm hard-pressed. COVID. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Just us. I, I'm hard-pressed to blame Brad because Brad's had one of his more he, – he's struggled lately. And, I mean, same with Kuz. Kuz fell off sure. pretty hard. But, like, I don't think you can blame either of them. KP's been very good this season. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, if you're expecting – you know, Delon's been phenomenal, but if you're expecting Delon, Denny, and Corey to like kind of carry the load or put us over when we kind of know who they are to a degree, you know, I, I'm, you know, self admittedly very high on Denny and Corey has been, he's turned a great corner lately. Yeah, I'm, I'm solid, really solid happy with for a long stretch. Yeah. I mean, his, his shooting in March has been great. He's finishing so much better. So, I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it, that's, that's promising to see, but like the idea that, we ever thought that this team was going to be anything better than, you know, the lofty, the loftiest expectations I saw pre offseason were six seed. Right. And even then I was kind of just like, are you like, are you insane? Are you insane? And then there was so much parody during the season where it's like, okay, you could see how that could happen, but the wizards just constantly floated in that, you know, nebulous 12 to eight range where they would swing up and down. And now they're just, you know, they're nestled right where they belong. I almost said it seemed like they could never get momentum, but that's really not true. Like they would rattle off eight of nine or, you know, 10 in a row or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, okay, this is the team we thought we'd get. And then they'd follow it up with losing five of six or, you know, losing four of six. And just they could never seem to keep it. And that's kind of the weird thing to me. Like that to me points to more coaching being related, like motivation. Guys aren't bought in something. Something's off there. And. I don't know if that's if I couldn't pinpoint what's wrong with my roster. Well, then I, I probably that's not one I'd want to double down on. I, I think there's been a lot of talk about like where the real holes in the roster are, and and shooting is definitely one of them. Perimeter shooting specifically, and you're a bottom ten shooting team. Okay, well we'll just draft another shooter. Like it doesn't work that way. Like you have to like have right. that as a fundamental principle of your team and. That's not right. like a Denny shot. Like you can afford a guy or two that's not going to be like a sharpshooter, but but you have to have a balance. Like the defense is is inconsistent. You have to have guys that are at least capable of being two-way players, and that's not a priority. Like at yeah. best, Monte is a defensive-minded player. Sorry, Monte is an offensive-minded player, and Delon is a defensive-minded player. Like at some point, you got to start to get more two-way guys. And <laughs> well, uh, what about what about Chris Dunn? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would have been a, a nice addition. And to be honest, like I, so I said, like I've been really big on the Jordan Goodwin bandwagon. But I said the whole time, like the guy is not Steph Curry. Like the shooting is not probably sustainable at the level it was during that hot streak. Yeah. But also, to be fair to him, he's got an inconsistent role. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. It's not really fair, but he'll bring you energy and defense. And Chris Dunn could have, at the very least, done that. I, I wasn't. Totally sure, personally, after having watched them a lot early in the season, if Dunn would be able to do the same things in the NBA. And there were a lot of turnovers and stuff like that. But at the very least, he would have defended and he would have been energetic and he would have given you another guy that they could have needed. And instead, they kept a roster spot for Kerry and Gill. And honestly, sorry, but my boy Todd and Taj and, and things like that when when they're like, well, we'll bring Devon Dotson up on a two-way. Dotson was never going to be... <laughs> a meaningful yeah. NBA player. So right. if you could have used Dunn, you should have used Dunn. And it's a blown opportunity there. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really tough, especially because like, you know, point guard's always been a position of need and we've, we've, we've needed help there for so long. And you just see him get picked up by the jazz and you just knew you were just like, all right, he's going to make an impact there. I mean, because he's going to have the avail- availability to get mm-hmm. minutes because the jazz have point guard minutes to give out. And I mean, He's been playing really well. I mean, you you watch way more uh, GoGo than I do, so I mean, I I wasn't I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. I just don't. Right. I never understood the logic behind the move of we are strapped for cash going into an offseason where we are by all accounts planning on shelling out big money on extensions to mm-hmm. Kuzma and KP, and we already have Brad under supermax. So I mean, why wouldn't we be adding pieces for cheap at positions of need? Yeah. Like it just, I could never, I could never make sense of that. And that's so many wizards related. Like I've seen you post that meme of playing ahead, laying awake in bed at night. And it's that brain just reminding yeah. you of like, remember when the wizards did X, Y, Z and there are just so many moments like that. And it's but not just within the season, but within just the past five years where it's just like, you, you hope they do the right thing and they either just do nothing 
or do something that's just not enough. And there's, uh, uh, there's been like two moves I've been very happy with in Tommy's tenure. And it's the KP trade and the Gafford trade. And I can't really point to much else. I think the Kuzma trade worked out really well, essentially. Um, Yeah. And honestly, trading Aaron White in a second round pick for Bertans was a great move. It's just a matter of not following it up right and not like the moves themselves and the initial evaluation are good, but then they like double down on these guys once they get them here. Like if you had then flipped Bertans for two first round picks, which was the rumored deal, like that looks like you're a fucking genius at that point. Like if you turn Aaron White, who was never an NBA player in the first place into two first round picks, like, you know, like you should get a long-term deal as uh, as a GM if you can pull that kind of shit off. But you mentioned trying to find like cheap talent and sometimes they try to do that. And like the Xavier Cooks deal is a very team friendly one. It's a four year, $6.1 million deal. It's guaranteed for this season and next non-guaranteed for 24 25 and it's a team option for 25 26 like that's great if he gives you anything he's now a very very cheap producer you probably could have offered that same deal to chris dunn and honestly he'd give you at least what delon Wright gives you at least what monte gives you maybe a little bit better blend of both like he might not be as good defensively as delon or as good offensively as monte like over the course of a season i know he's been really good now but like let's see when teams have more recent film on him and stuff but like he'd be solid enough on both sides that he would definitely be playable for this team in my opinion you could have thrown him and goodwin out there and just said all right f it like point of attack defense like we're gonna wall up like good luck getting past us and if you've got a defensive-minded coach like make that your identity but what's this team's identity like you don't have shooting you don't have athletes like if it's again, it's the same, like, we don't know what they're doing. Like, what's what's the plan here? What are we moving toward? It's just like, oh, we'll just resign these guys because they came here. I, I like Porzingis. I like Guzma. I just, it has, like, make it make sense. That's all. Like, just, just give us something instead of these bullshit interviews where it's like smug about like, oh, you don't like Al Kuzma? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. that I mean, stuff like that, like, it. it Acting like their shit doesn't stink has been the most frustrating thing as a fan because, you know, and it trickles through. I just, you know, you mentioned what you see on like NBC Sports Washington or Monumental when they're just like pumping up these, you know, mediocre games or stat lines where it's just like, I'm not supposed to be like thrilled about, you know, 25, five and three, but like I've, I'm come to, you know, expect that's what great players do. Yeah. I was like, no, that's what, you know, Washington wizards do, you know, when we have to, you know, win a game against the freaking tanking Oklahoma city thunder. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it's like you said, there's no, there's no identity. There's nothing to really hang your hat on as a team. You know, West West comes in as a defensive minded coach, you know, and I don't, I don't see any of that. I see it on an individual basis from certain players, but there's no team, you know, there's no team sense of urgency towards that. And then the offensive scheming is just like, you know, if we don't have a full roster, even if we do have a full roster, you know, it's just so clunky out there. And if you miss one or two guys, it just goes to crap. Like when Brad fouled out um, tonight, I I just, they couldn't do anything like they would just pass the ball around the perimeter and just throw stuff up. So, I mean, there's, you know, whether it's Tommy or the coaching or whatever, it, there's been so many layers and so many problems to the wizard. And that's why it's just made sense to kind of rip the bandit off. But they're, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what they're, I don't know what satisfaction they get out of doing what they're doing right now. Like, what's the end game for that? Like, how, how I would need someone in the organization to tell me or square to me, like, this is where we see this going. Because if it's something like, we think when we're fully healthy, this team can do something and we can win within the margin. Like, because you touched on, like, you know, they've had just streaks, win streaks and loss streaks within the season. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not one to think that injuries or no injuries make that go away because we've also had you know how many massive comebacks that we're giving up to and i mean we there's clear talent deficiencies when you watch us play teams like the cavaliers Mm -hmm. you know or the king like it it just it's apparent and i mean 
if the fans can see it, I don't know why the front office can't. I don't know Ted's full background and be honest with you, if he had a memoir, I would not read it. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure he didn't just like inherit all this money. Like the guy made it and presumably to make a billion plus dollars, you have to be intelligent. And I think if, if we did one of those like blind resume things and team a is, uh, you know, 30 and 43 and team B is 32 and 40 or whatever. And team A has a half the payroll, not really half the payroll, but significantly less long-term money committed and is much younger and has recent lottery picks. And team B is older and you have to commit a bunch of big money to them and have no cap flexibility and is a lot older and has no developmental prospects uh, where you could expect improvement over the next couple of seasons. Like to me, that's pretty straightforward. I'd much rather be the Orlando Magic. Like they could have 20 wins right now. And if I were a Magic fan, I'd be like, cool, like that's great. Get us Victor in here. And uh Paolo looks great. Franz looks great. <laughs> like I I can build around uh Wendell Carter Jr. Like Fultz is fine. I mean, we got a Mo Wagner revenge game. Like this is a guy we gave up on and he easily scored 15 points on us tonight. Like what's what's sad is like I I I watched like I knew we were playing the Magic tonight. I looked and I was like, who do I think is going to go off tonight? Gary Harris or Mo Wagner? Yep. Because you know it's going to be one of it's not going to be one of their stars. Someone's right. going to drop like 20. And of course Gary Harris just started raining threes on us. I was like, "Oh, look at that." And Mo Wagner, they both they both did their part. So Someone on the Magic has to do that every game. Like, there's a, a very clear role to pick up going. Well, Ter- Terrence Ross is gone, so, That's you know. Right. <laughs> but uh, back, back to your point kind of about Ted, it's, you know, I, I've I've heard fans say, you know, this is a business first and foremost. And, I mean, if that's the case, most businesses are, you know, selling products that are worth consuming. Right. Um, and they're not, you know relative to their peers they don't have an inferior product and they don't have you know low attendance numbers because i'm sure that's how you measure it i mean i know there's revenue sharing in the nba but like it's it's hard to look at the wizards and say that they're a you know i don't think they can clear the bar of even being like a top 20 franchise historically in the nba like it's no chance there's just yeah and i mean that's that's a comfortable answer and I mean, you look at you look at Ted, who has the Capitals and the Mystics, who have both won. And Wizards District Gaming has won two of the last <laughs> three championships. Don't and, forget them. And I just don't understand where. How can every everything that you own, um, you know, have reached the pinnacle of that respective league, and then the one product that you know, you know I. this is my personal preference, but also, you know, it's a bigger sport as well, but like it's the bigger franchise than the mystics and the caps arguably combined, Mm -hmm. you know, and district game. It's probably bigger. It it is bigger than all three. I don't have to look that up. I'm going to say that with my chest, but, um, but uh, yeah, like where, where's the urgency for that franchise? Because like that is, that's where you should be putting all your time and attention on. And it just seems like he kind of just, you know, you know, I, he shows up to games with a big old Wizards chain on, and then we proceed to lose in front of them, and nothing happens. That chain might as well have been a middle finger to everyone else in the arena. Like that's how <laughs> I took it. I was like, "Really, bro? Like we're doing this now?" And yeah. It's I'm, I've always maintained that the reason he doesn't have to go all in on this team is because it's an investment for him, and this team will continue to accrue, you know, value just by existing. Like NBA teams consistently if not exponentially grow in value because they just do and the next tv deal will make that even more so and you know as streaming becomes more of a thing sports will be an even better value for these cable companies because it's just a consistent amount of eyes watching their version of things as opposed to somebody watching netflix like it 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 will only make him richer to do this so it's like all right well if i'm going to make money and the team doesn't really have to win okay you know that's fine yeah. like it's so it's like he's literally doing this to get like two home playoff games where the like playoff revenue <laughs> and, and that's it but like you could do that and be bad and young and fun like that thunder team like if you that's all i want 
Yeah, exactly. I, like, I think that's like that's what all of us want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I, I've, I've been pushing for you know the the reset button for years now, and on you know on Twitter, there's people who have you know argued to stay the course or whatever. But like the the main pushback is, are you ready to watch us be bad for four or five years? And I'm like, I've already I've been yeah, doing that right. for the last four or five right. years. I'd rather do it with like some kind of potential light at the end of the it, tunnel. It's the hope for the future. Sell us yeah. on the hope. That's it. And if even if it doesn't work, at least we fucking sorry. Like no, at least can. we tried something. Right. But like, you know, I I would rather us try something than like the second we sign Brad to the supermax, and it, it's nothing against Brad. It's just the dynamic the the, the dynamics of building a team. Right. In the modern NBA, like that was too much money for a player that's not making enough of a difference. Mm-hmm. And we were done once we committed to that. And I've just been like resigned sitting here like, you know, okay, what are all the things that would need to break right for us to get, I don't know, 60, 50 wins, whatever the bar is. And then sure, you can try and build from there. But each year gets even harder because that contract gets bigger. And then you get other demands. You have all your draft picks that are going to need extensions if any of them are working out, which, you know, not really. So, you know, it, it's just... And, and then the idea that like a point guard this year is going to, you know, even if we you know manage to get Scoot, I would be over the moon. But I, I doesn't I do have anything a very for you next hard year. time believe, Yeah, not with this group. I have a very hard time believing that that like, you know, that that's not making enough of a difference. Just because we get a guy that can get into the paint and pass to other guys, even if he's a rookie or whatever, our problems are so multi layered that. It's not just put in a point guard and we're good. It's not. And there's, you got to rip it down to the foundation. And and I've said, like, if they're committed to this Brad path and win around Brad, like, I like Kuzma, I like Porzingis. I, I don't think you can just let them both leave now at this point since you didn't trade them for anything. So, yeah, it'd be bad luck. Sign them to a deal, whatever. Maybe you can overpay for less years or something. Uh, and, and that's fine. And if that's the route you want to go, like, okay, it's not the route I would go, but if, if you're going to do it, I don't know that you'll do markedly better than those players. But also, I, I mean, like, what does Wendell Carter make? Like, I would almost take him over Borzigas at this point because he's probably makes half the money and he's good enough. Like, it's just again, it, it goes back to like, what's your team building strategy? What's your philosophy? Are you Toronto and you're just getting long, like switchable, like bouncy athletes? Are you, I don't know, are you just stockpiling draft picks like the Thunder? Are you going for all like 6'10 guys, uh, like the Magic? Like, I, I just, I, I can't look at this and see where the direction is. And And we've been doing this too long now to not understand what like the vision is. And I gave Tommy a complete pass for the couple years because he was dealt such a shitty hand to begin with. And it's almost like if we had just done nothing and just, just had no team for the last five years, like we'd be in the exact same position. Like they haven't yeah. really done anything meaningful. You didn't flip those guys for assets or you haven't turned those players into wins. So what do you have to show for like the whole Tommy Shepard regime? It's not like, like you, yes, you got dealt a bad hand by what Ernie left you, but also you haven't really meaningfully improved it. If anything, you're winning less. So uh, again, that's the the issue with the John Wall injury and things like that. But it, it's just, I, I, like, I feel bad because, like, I'm doing this podcast with you talking about this team. But like you said at the beginning, like you didn't watch the first half. I had it on in the background my, while my wife and I watched Sunday's episode of Top Chef. All stars, world all stars, or whatever, because that's just more compelling to me than watching this team play at this point. And hey, I, mm-hmm. I think that's just that's such just. I think that really speaks to you know <laughs> where a lot of us are at because sure. I I'm a pretty heavy wizard. I mean, people see me on Twitter. Like I, I tweet a lot about the team. I watch a lot of the games, mm-hmm. even though we are not a good team. I just I love basketball. I watch. But then I watch other teams play and it's just like, oh my God, 
Like this is wait, teams can look like that. Uh, yeah, I was just like, it's like they're it's, sometimes it's like you're playing a completely different sport because they are they're running these wonderful sets where you're just like, oh my god, look how easy it is to get your man open. Look how easy it is when you're running plays that maximize the skill set of your personnel. Like it, it just you know it, it's refreshing to watch, and you know I love the game, but like the Wizards make it really hard for me now to just like kind of keep enjoying the game as much as I do, and. A lot like I I don't even need them to be contending. Mm -hmm. I just need them to not be embarrassing. And I need I need them to make sense. Like and I don't feel like either of that has been the case for the last few years. So it's just, you know, it's it's tough because like I love the team and I I just want the best for them. And I don't want to root for them to lose. But that's the position I'm in right now because it's like. I want to maximize those draft odds. I want, you know, I want Wemby if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that's unrealistic. But like, shoot, give me the, you know, let me spin the spin the dice. You know, uh, what is it? The balls, juggling the balls. I don't know balls. what the, yeah. yeah, you know, get me whatever best odds I can get to add talent to this team because that's what we need. And I mean, and then get get some other guys out of the building. I'm searching like so hard for that silver lining piece that I'm like trying to convince myself that like maybe if they can just get down to like fifth best odds that this is the year the basketball gods will be like, you know what? We've punished you all long enough for whatever like deeply rooted sin the Washington fan base has committed and like we will give you Victor Wembanyama and we won't even like let him be immediately hurt so you will actually get to enjoy it for a few years like – you know, like that would be the most wizard thing. We win Victor and then he has like foot problems his whole career yeah. or, or he's Sam Bowie or whoever, or Greg Oden or whatever you want to use. And and like that would be the real kick in the nuts that probably like Wizards fans yeah. are expecting. But like just say like like we would be due for something great here to happen or uh, Amon Thompson becomes Vince Carter meets Tracy McGrady meets Penny Hardaway. And like it, it still it still would be like, OK, well, that's actually you lucked into this. like. You you didn't build effectively to this. You didn't do this on purpose. Like you just got a yeah. lucky bounce of the ball one time in a year where you tried to win and weren't even good enough to do it. You would like backdoor into a generational talent. Uh, it's so even that would be like sort of like bittersweet. I mean, I would happily take it, but uh, odds are they'll probably finish with the seventh pick. They'll take Cam Whitmore because he's a good guy and he's local and he dunks really hard and and he won't pan out because we won't put him in his position to be successful and. He'll be on a second contract somewhere and make a fringe, you know, be a fringe all-star or something like that's, that's what I think all of us expect. And I'm not this negative about any other team I root for, like Maryland getting crushed in the second round of the tournament. I was like, hell yeah, great year. I love this shit. Like I'm looking forward to next year, like all the chaos with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and so be it. Like this Orioles team is not going to be particularly good. But they'll be fun because they're young and they're building the right way. Like I I can get behind anything if I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're all in on this. Like this is the plan. But just this shit, like the spinning your tires is tough. And I, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like to root for losing if it's not like, okay. Like oh, if I were if we were OKC, I could I could get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like as a as a Redskins football team commanders fan, what I I certainly understand that, you know part of it like but it's it's so weird because like that team has been terrible since literally i was born like that was their last super bowl and they have they had one good year in 2012 and i mean part of it is because you know i played and enjoyed basketball you know more than than football but i have never felt more you know like hopeless or dejected about a sports team than than the win and it's just like it's kind of dumb, you know, that's, that's me for just letting it affect, but also it's just like, you know, I, I also feel justified because they've done yeah. some really weird things that I'm just like, what are you doing? And I, like, I feel like the wizards have reached this point in like, you know, NBA circles, you know, that if we were to luck into the first overall pick, people would be like, good for them. Mm-hmm. They they deserve it. Like, yeah. They pity us. Yeah, like that's exactly what it is. Like you know, people people don't see us as enough of a threat that even if we got Victor Wembanyama, I'd be like, well, they you know they're not going to really do anything with it. That'll be cute until he you know leaves in seven years. I was at summer league with some buddies, and 
uh, I met up with him and uh, met up with one buddy and he introduced me to some of his other friends and they were all rooting for different teams. And they're like, who do you like? I'm like, oh, I'm here's a Wizards fans. And everyone went, oh, sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> that sucks. I mean, it'll be that much sweeter if we ever win because I can like middle finger everybody and be like, ha. But, uh, you know, who knows if that'll ever happen. We'll just... Pivoting real quick here a little bit. I can't get you out of here without talking Denny for a couple minutes. He looked really good tonight. Uh, you know, this this is the question now. Like, he looks good against certain teams and not good against others. Is it? I don't think it's just as simple as like he plays good against bad teams or or whatever. But it's it's uh, yeah. really like a matchup thing. I don't really know what the matchup is specifically, but there, I think there's more to it here maybe against younger teams he feels more confident against them because they're more his peers like I, I don't know but there's something here where like he feels emboldened to like do his thing against some of these younger teams and i don't really know what it is maybe it is that they're, they're not as good defensively i don't know but like the magic were solid for large stretches defensively tonight other than they couldn't guard kp but i don't know what what is it what are like what's what's the the issue with Denny, I guess, over the couple of weeks. What are you seeing? And if I had that answer, I would, uh, I would happily get in contact with his people and let them know. <laughs> that would be great. Um, you know, honestly, like, you know, there's definitely something to be said about he. You know, he performs better against bad teams and struggles against good teams. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's, you know, it can't be that insane simple. for you know a younger player. But yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot more kind of going on. Like I was happy to see Chase Hughes posted um, that kind of interview where you know Denny was pretty self-aware about mm -hmm. what he's struggling with in terms of you know shooting the ball, trying to get downhill more, not needing to complain to the rat. So like, I'm really happy to hear that from him. And by all accounts, he's been such a hard worker. Um, you know, I I think he's gonna put in the work to get there, but you know, whether or not, you know, that makes a, a final tangible impact on like his overall finishing or shooting, you know, I, I don't know where that goes. I, I think a lot of him, you know, he, he plays with a lot of emotion clearly. Um, you see with how he reacts to refs and, you know, even when he was in his, his little turbo stretch, you know, he was so much more animated and, mm -hmm. you know, happy and, you know, all over the place. So, you know, I think it's, it's, key for him to play with emotion but I, a lot of it is immaturity where he needs to channel that better um and i think you know some of that will come with time you know it's it's tough because you want it to go so much quicker it's kind of the same thing with johnny davis because you you want him to be good now you know you drafted him at nine or ten and like why aren't you you know and in in, in denny's case like his whole profile coming out is like offensive iq is this point forward like he can do this like the question was yeah you know you knew had questions about his shooting but i don't think anybody expected him to not have a left hand and not be able to finish around the rim because he's six nine mm -hmm. and you know he's not a hyper athlete but he's, he's quick and he can get by he's got a first step where he can beat people so like you know i th there's things he can work on to you know, take advantage of what he does best and play within himself. And I saw a lot of that tonight, um, which was kind of refreshing. Like I didn't see him trying to do too much out of the norm. He was hitting his threes, which is, you know, that's big. You know, he doesn't do that regularly, obviously. Um, but even then he was, I think he was making some good passes. He always makes good decisions in transition. He had a lot of boards he where looked he was more comfortable. I mean, just like simply put, I thought he like, like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing with the people I'm out here with. And I, I don't know if that's, you know, I've noticed that his best games have come where Kuzma's out. So, I mean, he gets a bigger role, I guess. And maybe that's some of it. You know, Tommy had that bit about Rui's gone. So it frees him up, which is obviously a line of crack, but <laughs> You know, it's it, it, there's it's just weird because it's hard to put your thumb on what it is. And he, he's been really inconsistent. But you see the flashes of what he could be if he's putting it all together. And I think the really the you know the most helpful thing about him is that he he's consistently a very good defender mm -hmm. and he's going to stay on the floor because of that. But that's, you know, kind of back to this whole larger point with the wizards like if they were embracing you know 
what a team with their record should be doing at this point and responsibly tanking and letting their young guys play. Like I, you get to see Denny learn more and work through more of those mistakes because like at the start of the year, you know, he gets slotted in as a small forward and one, you don't, you, you don't park him in the corner and make him shoot three. It's just a complete waste of what he can do for you. And then two, he's not even like an option on offense. Like he's starting with Brad Kuzma and Porzingis. Like they're not looking at him to do it. Like maybe if he's making a timely cut or something, but then they see him open on the perimeter, they're not going to pass to him either. Cause they know he's not going to hit the shot. Mm-hmm. Like, so it just, he had to find his role midway through the season. I think he eventually figured it out, but then I, I think he's also just like some of maybe he defaults to what he was comfortable to. Um, you know, I, I, I really just want him to spend the entire off season, you know, doing like mitochondrials, working at finishing through contact, working at getting to the rim, you know, the shooting I'd like for him to work on it, but I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's ever going to be something that's consistent for him. You know, that can come in time, but I'd say work on, you know, getting a left hand and getting your finishing down. Because if you can keep exploiting mismatches and using your size and getting into the paint, um, you know, he's a good enough passer that if he can draw people in, he can find the open man. And that's a valuable thing. But if nobody is worried about him scoring, no one's going to double. And no one's going to come over and help or try and, you know, do anything. And he's just going to miss a, a one-on-one layup. And I've seen so many of those. And it's just like, you know, four for seven versus one for seven is a completely different stat line when you also have 10 rebounds and a couple assists. But you can't do that in 30 minutes. You can't just, you just can't be a donut, unfortunately, on the offensive end. You got to find some way to at least make teams pay for putting a center on you and things like that. And I don't care what way that is to your point. Like it's do find something and it's on the team to help him figure out what that is too. And I think that's what goes back to it. Like I'd be trying every lineup combo throughout the rest of the year here. just seeing what works for certain guys or who helps maximize whose skill sets. And then you build out the roster with that in mind next year, although they won't have a ton of money, they can still make some moves with different things in mind and, and like i've seen a couple of tweets and, and you mentioned this about like well denny plays better without kuzma that wasn't always the case like i remember all of us being like oh we need kuzma rui and denny out there together and oh that was yeah how that kuzma, was a great lineup. And kuzma and denny loved playing together early on and it's like so, so something's not fitting here in some way shape or form i think maybe he's just better off the bench because he can get more involved i'm not really sure and you mentioned hard worker I think that's by all accounts like absolutely the case. It's it, but I to me it's always a question of like a work smarter, not harder kind of thing. I've seen him after games getting shots up, but yes, you can rep out a jumper, but like if you have the same broken form and you know you're shooting after a game and you go seventeen of fifty from three while wide right. open after the game, like is that yeah. really helping you do anything? Like or is that just confirming what we already know yeah it's it's empty it's empty calories so like if i'm the wizards and he wants to work on all these things those are presumably all the things he worked on with drew hanlon last summer i would say no like you're going to be here in our building all summer with us we will have a plan for you this is what you will work on and we will oversee this and that's yeah if you want a long-term deal from us like that's part of the requirement here i mean and he should be doing everything to do that if i mean if if i i don't see why he wouldn't because like now like now would be the time to kind of like if you wanted to use this portion of a season to kind of experiment with what denny can do i mean that's what you should be doing yeah. like the magic with you know guys like franz and Paolo, they're they're free to make mistakes and play their game and learn mm-hmm. what they can excel at but uh kispert used it was like months ago when Turbo was breaking out, he said uh, Denny was doing a great job trimming the fat from his game. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly like the best phrasing for it because he just needs to cut away the extra things because he does so many little things really well. Um, I, I think he's a really smart player, but like the, it's, it's those lapses where you're yelling at the ref or 
you know, you miss the shot and you just kind of sulk your way down, right? Like you cut away all that and then you can add on top of that, you know, just marginally better finishing. Like that would is go a, a long way. Yeah. huge difference. Like it really is a different player and it sounds stupid, but like that, that's a big difference. Like that mm-hmm. is a, that's like 10, $20 million difference for, for, you know, your next contract. And same thing with Johnny Davis, by the way, like I, I, I just want to see him in these games, get the opportunity to do some of those things, not look timid. And for him all summer, you're here with our staff. We had a plan for you. This is what we wanted for your jump shot. We're going to continue working that you and James Posey are going to be here in the gym every day. And, you know, he's going to like, just like get on your ass about sticking to your form and elbow out or elbow up. And like, you know, like, whatever they're telling him hopefully it's not knees bent and like chicken winged in the middle but if that is what they're telling him then be there and be consistent uh so it just i don't know it just everything needs a like an overhaul here i think but we'll never get it so uh that doesn't seem like a very good place to leave us on so hopefully people are watching the ncaa tournament and seeing all the great prospects that the wizards could potentially get uh with this new likely lottery pick that they'll be keeping also seen will a lot of people saying that oh no no we need to make the play in so tommy doesn't keep this lottery pick and we can trade things <sighs> like no this is the draft you want next year's draft is yeah. terrible so um, you, you find some way to have a draft pick this year whether it's ours or any or somebody else's but next year uh you know you go to the the Knicks and you say look it's a shitty draft you're probably going to get our pick we'll remove the protections in some way, or if you remove the protections in some way, we'll give you some other incentive. And it's a second round pick or the ones that they got for Rui, something to make them kind of drop those protections and we give it up next year, no matter what, even if we make the playoffs, I don't care. There's got to be things they can do here to stay in this particular draft and then figure that out down the road without being too hamstrung by it. I mean, there was, there was a period during, this very yo-yo season when they were on one of their upswings where mm-hmm. I was kind of, I, I don't, I was never sold on the idea, but I, I, I understood the logic of, and I, I still understand the logic, but of, you know, making the play in or the playoffs and then getting all our picks freed up and packaging them for a star. Mm-hmm. The idea of doing that now is insane. It is absolutely insane because, okay. So, Tom, Tommy can't draft, so don't give him picks to draft with and get a start. Okay, yeah. okay. And when this inevitably crashes and burns, because that's where it's going, you know, what do we do? How do we rebuild? You think you're going to trade away like a 34-year-old Bradley Beal? That's you know, at they the would end hold on of his him contract, too long worth to get any value back. something million per season, yeah. who's probably getting chronic injuries at that point. Is like, it's just. It makes no sense. So, like, I, I don't entertain it at all. Like, this is the most stacked draft class in years, and it's it's stupid to thumb your nose up at the idea of getting a higher pick. Um, you know, I'm totally fine with the people who are like I don't want to lose because I like winning and I'm a competitor. I'm a competitor too, but like, you know, I, I wish the Wizards had that same sense of urgency and mentality <laughs> i'd much rather be competitive next year at this point than this year so i'm yeah, competitive yeah. too but like I'm, I'm 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 looking long term with the competition so I, I think you and i are on the same page i don't know this was helpful for me i hope people listening to this found this at least somewhat cathartic and you were like yeah you know we're all in this together and feeling the same way or if you listened to it and thought what are these idiots talking about i feel totally different we're still going to make the play in this is great I don't know. You're entitled to that opinion, too. I'd love to hear about it. When we post the episode, interact with Will and I. We'll have some back and forth on on maybe why we were way off base here. But I have a hunch that this is probably how a lot of people are feeling, just sort of conflicted, maybe a little guilty about you know rooting for some losses. But I just sort of where we're at. Hopefully next year is a better year. We have the offseason to look forward to as Wizards fans. Maybe we'll do some things. Maybe we'll actually uh, draft well. I think that's why I like the lottery so much is because I can at least hope up until that point. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Will, I'm glad your boy uh, played good tonight, at least. Good to see Denny look good. Kispert look good. Would like to see more Johnny Davis minutes like we talked about. So hopefully we can work that out over the next couple games. Uh, Will, any parting shots? And, and if not, uh, where can folks uh, find you on the internet? Uh, no parting shots, really. Just, you know, 
I would love the Wizards to be good. That's really all I want. <laughs> Pretty um, simple, but, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's not too much to ask. And like, good is a very relative term. Like, I, I would accept mediocre. Yep. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, you know. Recently, Twitter exposed this because their typeface changed. Mm. Uh, at least on my end, but it's I'm Will Clayton, but it's Will C capital I. Aiden, you'll find me if you type with Clayton. It doesn't really matter. If you want to talk to me and you're listening to this, there's a good chance you already follow me. So uh, I, I really appreciate you having me on that. Thanks so much. This was helpful. I needed to vent. Yeah, we were long overdue. And I'll put uh, Will's handle in the episode description too, in case you uh, you want a reminder. Um, Will, thanks again. As always, folks, this was Believe in Wizards. We got a couple reviews recently here. Some liking the kind of new format change of the show, maybe some not so much. I think I'd just like to reinforce for people on both sides of that spectrum that we're going to keep doing things like this and, and bringing in other people with different perspectives on the Wizards. I obviously love having uh, Jahani in a player perspective, but it's nice to just hear from, from fans, reporters, draft people, everybody um, in between, and, and just kind of give you a mix of different perspectives and opinions. So um you know, that's that's kind of the plan here. Unfortunately, the one consistent you're all stuck with in that equation is me. So uh, if you're not a me fan and you're listening to this, well, I don't really know what you're doing. So uh, that that's a you problem. But anyway, like I said, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate all reviews, whether they're one star or five stars, uh, just means you're listening and took the time to do that. So so we appreciate it. As always, uh, we're presented by betonline.ag and we will catch you next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube